Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys Podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American, rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you? Man, I am doing fantastic. Guys, I'm in Mobile, Alabama today, and I'm the happiest I have ever been in my entire life. We have got a fantastic podcast guest on the show today. I've heard him at the Elevate Conference this year. I've heard him on stage. I've watched him. I've actually studied him the way the Discovery Channel studies meerkats, and I am proud to introduce him to the audience today. Guys, he is from Missoula, Montana. He lives in Missoula, Montana. He studied at the University of Montana. He is all about some damn Montana. <laughs> he is a uh, managing partner with GIIG Insurance and Financial Services. And we are also going to discuss with him today a little website that I like to call brandongives.com. Ladies and gentlemen. Please stand and welcome the other incomparable Mr. Brandon Smith. How are you, Brandon? What's going on, guys? So good to be here. I'm so excited. I am too. I've got so many things that I want to talk to you about. I don't even know where to start. But before we do that, the mission of this podcast, we're here to help insurance agents any way we can. And to start with, what I would like for you to do is climb in the passenger seat of my, uh, what, is, what is it? DeLorean? The DeLorean. My DeLorean. He's done so many podcasts I, I've done today. So many pod- yeah, I, I've done so many podcasts, I don't even know where I'm at right now. But I want you to climb in the seat of my DeLorean today and take us back in time when you got started in the insurance business. Tell us how that happened and then just work us up to today. Yeah, absolutely. I finished school 2004, got a job working at a bank. Mm. My aunt and uncle had owned a small mom and pop insurance agency, and I was working on the teller line trying to move into private lending. And a guy came in to deposit his paycheck who works for my aunt and uncle. And I saw that paycheck and thought, I'm in the wrong industry. Mm. Something's not right here. Well, coincidentally, a couple weekends later, I'm at a big family reunion, barbecue, hangout. And my cousin says to me, why aren't you working with us? And I said, what does it pay? And he goes, let's go to lunch. So we go to lunch and he's starting talking about insurance. And I I mean, I am just raw, 22 years old, have no idea what deductible means, indemnification, Mm -hmm. like, Mm I'm clueless. So we go to lunch, we talk, and I go back to the bank and I put in my two weeks notice that day. Awesome. And so I came in to the family agency with the role of just marketing and public relations, using my schooling and marketing and communications to just really help grow this agency inside the community. Well, within about a year, year and a half, I started selling just based on those relationships. Mm -hmm. So I ended up getting licensed and became a producer. And about four or five years after producing, just one day I was talking to my cousin and said, hey, I'm building this huge silo. We got to find a way to build multiple of these silos and have exponential growth rather than silo growth. Mm-hmm. And so 2006, we really made a shift into open a second location in Bozeman, Montana, a rebranded agency name, really started innovating. And still at the time, back 2006, 2007, was still really antiquated for the insurance industry. We were, we were way behind. Everything was paper files still. And so just over time, as we've grown and, you know, each of those growth benchmarks internally, we have to evolve and roles change and titles change. And so 
roughly 2013, kind of, you know, remove myself from sales completely. And now just oversee all growth strategy, development, future thinking, marketing, communications, public relations for the agency and partners with my two cousins. One handles all of our HR, oversees the numbers, the business, the administrative side. And then the other cousin, he oversees our our wealth management financial planning division. Awesome. That's how we got to where we are today. I want to know how to confidently wear a snapback hat backwards because you do a really good job of that. He does. He's a good looking man though. He can do that. Yes. I kid you not. Guess what I'm wearing right now? Backwards snapback hat. Backwards snapback hat. You just gotta own it. It's kind of a joke, but I, I truly you, you gotta own it. You gotta I, own I mean, it. it's kind of a joke, but I, like I truly mean that. <laughs> like, I'm like, man, I wish I could pull that off. Thank you. I hear frequently. We kind of have a joke in our office. My cousin says nobody over the age of thirty should be able to wear a hat backwards. <laughs> it's just wrong. So, well, you're wearing the, the red jacket at at Elevate with the like black jogger pants and just he ain't yeah. like, uh, uh-uh, he ain't I know. scared. He ain't scared. <laughs> the guy sitting across the table from me right now would do that as well. Yeah, so. he would. Brandon, I got something I want to talk. Yeah. I got a lot of things I want to talk to you about today. Okay. First and foremost, when you and I got on this call prior to going live on air. I asked you a question. I said, hey, man, tell me what's been going on with you. And you, you kind of threw out a few things. But one of the things that I did not mention in your intro, which I apologize, I should have, is you have three kids, right? You have three children. I do. Three and kids. I believe your daughter's name, is it Harper? Harper and Avery. And then okay. my son is Boston. Okay. So one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about, and it's one of the issues that I find that I have the biggest problem with, and maybe you've cracked the code and you can help me personally with this and speak to our agents that are listening to this as well. So one of my biggest issues is time management, figuring out that that blend between work and play and personal stuff that's got to get done during the day versus business stuff that I'm working on and I've got 50 different things going in 50 different directions. Have you found something that works for you in terms of time management? That's a phenomenal question, and I don't know that I have. You know, broken the code or found the perfect solution. Really kind of my, the model or philosophy I use is you know, time management isn't a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. It's about being, it's about being a hundred percent present. Mm. So I, I work hard, but I play hard. Right. When I'm at the office, I'm at the office. When I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. There was a season of life where I was on my email 24 mm-hmm. seven, but realized that's robbing my kids. Right. So yeah, time management is, it's just about being a hundred percent present. How hard was uh, that shift? If you don't mind me asking from the time where you're on your email a lot to making the shift to being a hundred percent present. Extremely hard. In order to create a new habit, it, it takes daily discipline over and over to shut the phone off, sit it up on the mantle when you get home and not look at it again until the next morning or, or right before bed. See if there's anything urgent, but there's that addiction to our mobile devices mm-hmm. and you hear it ding or vibrate and it's like, I have to look it's right now. Mm-hmm. And so just telling myself over and over a, an email, you have 24 hours before you need to respond. If it was urgent, they would call you, mm-hmm. you know, if it's an emergency. They're going to come to your door. So just learning to be, you know, it's okay. Let life happen rather than trying to make life happen. Mm-hmm. One of the things I have the biggest problem with is I'm very jealous of guys like, and remember, this is just my perception. Sometimes perception is not reality. In fact, a lot of times perception is not reality, but I see these agents like 
Mike Stromso and Chris Paradiso and Bradley Flowers and all these other guys that on social media and when I speak to them, it just seems like they're at the agency. Every single time I ever see them, they're working or at the agency and they seem to have their time management like dialed into the point to where it's very structured, very scheduled. And here I am, I'm like, well, I need to go to the agency today, but I got four things to do personally that I have to get done this morning before I get over there. And I'm on the phone and then, you know, somebody calls me that, that is insurance related on the phone and I have to talk to them for, you know, 30, 45 minutes. Usually it's me. Uh, no, not, not necessarily. But that's one area that I, I feel like I have got to got to get better at this year is in my time management. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said, except for the fact, I don't know that Bradley's ever in his office. He's usually on Twitter. 24 <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I would. Every time I sign on to Twitter, first notifications from Bradley. Scott loved that so much. Well, no, I really didn't. I was just sitting there thinking, you know, I do get on Twitter, but it's like on my other social media platforms. It's like I won't get on it for four, five, six, seven days, and then one day I'll just blow Twitter up. So, you know, that's just how I, how I roll. I but. block certain times during the day that that's my – because I try to make it – you know, I don't have anyone running my social media – I try to make it a habit of during the day I have time blocked off with maybe mm. 10 to 15 minute increments three or right. four times during the day to engage back with people. Right. So a lot of times, I, and I do want that perception to some people like, mm. man, I can hit Bradley up on Instagram or Twitter or wherever and he's going to respond immediately, Right, you know, right. which some people might perceive that to be a bad thing, but uh Try to, to schedule that time. Well, you, Bradley just said something just a second ago that kind of resonated with me was when you talk to guys like Mike Stromso, he will say time blocking. Yeah. Time blocking down to the hour every day is how you have to do but, it. But it is hard, I mean, because I run – a lot of my agency I run from my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not on my computer a right. lot. I'm doing it from the phone. Luckily, I have a management system that I can pull up on my phone and do things and – Pretty much everything but writing a policy, I'm actually doing on mm-hmm. the phone. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times it is hard, man, when you get that notification. Right. But you're trying to be productive yeah. and you want to get that endorphin hit or what or, or dopamine hit of mm-hmm. responding, you know. Brandon, I want to talk to you a little bit before we continue down this road. I'm going to hit you with some questions today that maybe you weren't prepared for. But if I know anything about you, you seem like the kind of guy that thinks quickly on his feet. You can just kind of chop it up and jam without, you know, having to have scripts and think about things. So one of our action items for 2019 is we wanted to give the insurance agents that listen to our podcast some actionable steps of things that they can do in 2019 to improve their agency. What are three areas that you feel like most agencies can improve in this year and get better at? Number one, right. I, you know, I love the Zig Ziglar quote, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Right. So being real intentional uh, of using your calendar as a tool to, to budget your time, mm-hmm. to put in you know, I did it this week. I made a note that at two o'clock Monday, I was going to get up and just go through a tour of the office and just stop by everybody's office, visit with them, hear about their weekend. And just the focus was office culture mm-hmm. and relationships. Mm-hmm. But those sort of the walking tour that it's going to take me 30, 45 minutes. That doesn't happen unless you're intentional about it right. because our day will just get out of hand. Mm-hmm. So number one, I would tell agents nationwide, budget your time. Mm-hmm. Either Friday afternoon, budget the next week, Sunday night, whatever works well for you. Okay. So number one, Uh, budget your time. Absolutely. Yeah. Number two, I would say there's what, 30,000 of us nationwide or more. And it's so easy to fall prey to the comparison game Mm -hmm. of the Mike Stromso's, Chris Paradiso's, Grant Botmos, 
Nick Ayers, Brandon Smith, Bradley Flowers, Scott Howell. I mean, there's a bunch of us, a bunch of influencers. And so we have got to stop comparing our beginning to somebody else's middle. Or probably. just our beginning to somebody else's beginning. That's probably the best thing I've heard all yeah. day today. I agree 100%. Yeah. Nobody wins in the comparison game. Mm. It either elevates, at least for me, it either elevates me to a place of pride or to a place of I'm not good enough and we'll never measure up. Right. And neither and one of those Nobody wins. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we've got to stop the comparison game. I love that. Number three, I would say relationships. Right now when I travel and speak, I talk frequently about the difference between a contact and a contract mm-hmm. is the letter R. Mm-hmm. And that R is relationships. Mm-hmm. When you have a relationship with someone, their heart follows, then their wallet follows, then the referrals, retention. I mean, they go and tell everybody about you because you have a genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. We live in a, a day and age where social media is so rampant, where it's so easy to be fake and shallow. I think there's a lot of people out there in all businesses, but just for the sake of insurance, where we're willing to let go of our integrity or our character just to flip another policy. Mm-hmm. And we all know that you know those are price shoppers. There's not going to be retention. We're not going to get the referrals. But when you deliberately take the time to build relationships, then you're going to have customers for life. Right. You said the difference between contract and contact. Is that what you said? The difference between a contact and a contract is the letter R. Mm, I love that so much. I love that so much. I'm writing all this down while you're talking, by the way. I tell podcast listeners all the time, I say, write that shit down. What they probably don't realize, which they will after they start our videographers in here right now recording for YouTube. What they will realize is that while I have guests on, I am taking notes just like I expect them to take notes. He's a furious note taker. And I will take these notes and I'll put them in a file and then a week or two from now I'll pull them out and sometimes I'll type them up or sometimes I'll just keep them in a file and go back and reference them whenever I want to. So. Honestly, that really impresses me. I mean, knowing you're from Alabama and all. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, public high school, barely scratched ninth grade. You would think I probably wouldn't be able to write more I, than my name. I, 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 I enjoy that. going to things with you because I know I don't have to take notes. I'm right. Like, Scott's just gonna Scott's just gonna take the notes, and I can I can you know uh, you can I can get text him and say, Hey, will you send me the with the notes from right there, Brad? Yep. It's all about relationships. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're doing it. It's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. You know, if you're both the same, one of you wouldn't be necessary. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go back to your agency for just a second. I want to find out from you. You mentioned your two cousins. Are are you guys uh, equity partners in GIIG? Are are you guys all partners or how? We have several different corporations Uh under one roof, a lot of of DBAs. So, right. Yes and no. Depends on the organization. Right. And what are you doing? What, What are some of the things in 2019? And you can be as specific or as general as you want. When January rolled around and you like were, you know, out in a cabin somewhere by yourself with your own thoughts, thinking about things that Brandon, who Brandon, in my opinion, one of the better insurance agents in the country, thought about what you wanted to improve in 2019. What were some of those things? Number one is building and broadening our automation. Mm. where we are, we have so many entry points into our office, whether it's personal lines, commercial lines, Medicare, health insurance, life insurance, mm-hmm. wealth management, that we're missing so many opportunities inside our own business. Mm-hmm. But there's not enough time in the day for us to proactively call and follow up and right. cross up all those clients. Mm-hmm. So building out the automation that whatever the entry point is, make sure we are having the same conversation. Mm-hmm. And so just figuring out that, because I mean, it's, it's really a circle and mm-hmm. you just, the entry points, like, I, I don't know where to start. 
you know, seeing phenomenal success, we got a long ways to go. Right. Super, super deep into that right now. Are you talking about things like, you know, Mike Stromso always talks about mining the acre of diamonds that are at your feet. You know what I'm talking about? Are you speaking of things like, you know, somebody calls GIIG and they say, hey, we need a 401k plan or I want to talk about disability, whatever it is. And then that person gets directed over more towards that financial services side of the business and then having some process or automation in place where at some point, doesn't have to be right then, but at some point they also get asked about their home and car insurance. Right. So really kind of my aha moments was last fall. You know, if you call Dave Ramsey and ask for financial help, Mm -hmm. he tells you build an emergency fund, Right. get out of debt, three to six months in savings, Mm -hmm. prepare for college, Mm -hmm. pay off your home. Nowhere in there does Dave say, well, now you're out of debt. Would you like to start saving money? Right. It's assumed and applied that the conversation continues. Right. So we need to do the same thing in our office. Mm-hmm. So we, so the way our automation is working right now, I'll just start with home and auto. We write a home auto umbrella. We send out a welcome kit. They get an automated text from Matt Jones in our office, who's a life insurance guy that says, you know, Bob and Jane, thank you so much for your business. I uh, just want to let you know, I got a gift coming your way. Keep an eye on your mailbox. Should be in the next two to three days. Builds a little bit of anticipation. Right. I think we got a pretty cool welcome kit. Just differentiate some wild moments in there. But then on day three, they get an email from Matt. You know, they've never met Matt. Subject line is, did you get it? And it's, hey, Bob and Jane, wanted to make sure you got the, the welcome kit I sent you. One document in there showed you the roadmap in which our business operates. Right. I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially the next conversation we need to have with you is leading into life insurance. Mm-hmm. Click here with the link, you know, to schedule appointment via Calendly. Right. So now do people click that? Yes. Which is ideal and great. Do people not respond to that? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's now in our pipeline for continued follow-up. Matt has a warm lead to proactively follow up with. And I never had to go to Matt's office and say, hey, I have a life lead for you. Or right. Contact these people and we have to go write an email and try to find a phone number. But doing that same sort of thing with every line of business. And let me stop you right there. Here's the third thing that does. That customer that just got the welcome kit and then the follow-up, they never have the opportunity to go, oh, well, I just I bought my life insurance from Northwestern Mutual because I didn't know you guys did life insurance. Right. I'm so big on the relationship piece. I mean, that mm-hmm. that is who I am. And so our clients will never say, I never heard from you mm-hmm. unless they're just you know straight up lying through their teeth. Right. Two, throughout our whole process and the automation of a lead, like they'll get a text from me to follow up. Our mm-hmm. producer will introduce different people. By the time they've been a client for 30 days, our full onboarding process. So from the time the lead walks in the door until 30 days after, excuse me, 45 days after their policy is issued, they have received correspondence from eight different people in our office. Wow. And so in our welcome kit, have a pretty cool brochure with just like, Fun bios the picture just so people can put a picture with a name because the goal is to build relationships. And when they feel like they've communicated with eight different people inside an office, Mm -hmm. retention can only go up. Absolutely. The more touches, the better. Absolutely. Yeah. So you gave three really good points that I, I think agents can kind of sink their teeth into. Give me one other thing that back in January, February, you're like, dude, hell or high water, I'm getting better at this this year. Um, honestly, Coaching Little League Baseball and leveraging our endorsement of sponsoring the team. Got you. Tell me how you did that. I'm really excited about this, really passionate about this. So I know there's a lot of 
agencies out there who will sponsor youth sports or band concerts or so my son plays the league baseball and I get a text one day from the league president that says, Hey Brandon, would you be interested in sponsoring a team this year? I said, what are the details? He said, 500 bucks. Your agency's name is on the hat. Your logo is in our opening day program. I mean, it's like 500 bucks. Like what's the ROI on that? It's going to mm. you know, zero, mm-hmm. but yeah, why not? Then he responds with, Hey, would you have interest in coaching? And I immediately thought, yes, mm-hmm. because I can control the schedule, right. practice schedule, like it's on my terms. Right. So there's a little league draft. And from that draft, I sent each kid a draft letter in the mail. <laughs> and, you know, with youth sports, a lot of times you'll get that group text from a coach or the mass email that says, hey, I'm Brandon coaching your son. Our first practice is Tuesday at six. Look mm-hmm. forward to seeing you there. Mm-hmm. I thought I got to differentiate and stand out. So I composed a draft letter where the goal is to make the kid feel important, mm-hmm. build some anticipation and, and truly valued. A letter just on the lines of, you know, Jake, hey, you've been drafted to play baseball this season for Glidewell Investments and Insurance Group, GIG. So excited to have you on the team. You know, tryouts two weeks ago, I was really impressed with your hustle and your arm. That's why I selected you. Super excited to coach you. Look forward to seeing you at our first practice, you know, Monday, six o'clock. Hey, do me a favor. Will you let your parents know that after practice, we're going to have a brief parents meeting? So right away, those parents are like, this, this guy's awesome. This is the greatest thing yeah. ever. Right. Yeah, that was the goal. So then two days later, I sent an email to the parents that said, you know, hey, good afternoon, Brandon Smith. Hopefully by now your son has received the first draft letter of his baseball career. So wow. excited. Wow. Wow. That is Don't freaking know. unbelievable. The first you draft know. letter of his career. I love that. Don't know if they told you, but we're gonna have a, a brief parents meeting after practice. But then my goal at practice each week was to make practice the highlight of their day. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give away gift cards for Dairy Queen or Wendy's Frosties just based on hustle, hustle. and it yeah. made these kids value and made practice relational and a time to build self-esteem in these boys and just mm-hmm. value. The truth is these 10-year-old boys, none of them are going to play for the Red Sox tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So my goal is that by the end of the baseball season, they had so much fun that they want to play next year. Sure. So, you know, throughout the season, I would put, and that draft letter I sent out was all on agency letterhead. Right. Then I would put agency, you know, cards in the mail to the kids and, you know, say, Victor, great practice last night. So impressed with your hustle. Thank you for being a leader. Keep it up with a $5 gift card to Dairy Queen. Wowed the parents. And guess what Victor did the next night at practice? Showed up and hustled. I bet he did. Played some baseball. Right. Um, I would send cards out to the parents. Travis and Larissa, thank you for allowing me to invest in your son, Henry. It's been an honor getting to know you guys and your family this season. See you at Thursday night's game. I would take as many pictures as possible, post them on social media, highlighting the kids on agency social media, highlighting the kids, tagging parents, tagging grandparents, making the post shareable. After each game would write a little ESPN article about what happened at the game and some stats and created a following from our clients following team GIG. And when I would see like parents share our posts and then liked by, you know, friends and family, a picture of their kid. And then seeing those friends and family like our social media page mm-hmm. because they don't want to miss out on what's going on in their, you know, their nieces or nephews' life. You know, just very, very intentional throughout the season. You know, I am not a fan of every kid gets a trophy, but I am a fan of every kid gets a trophy with my agency name on it. And so every kid got a different award based on their own skill set, mm-hmm. a trophy with, with their name, mm-hmm. their award, and then GIG. They have that in their bedroom and they're going to look at it for the next 10 years every day and, and building brand awareness. So, you know, we got some cool custom new era hats for the team. So all in all, it was about a $1,300 investment for me. If I'm completely honest with you, I did not 
ask one time to quote anybody's business. Yeah. When you started this conversation relative to what you were doing about the parents meeting on Friday night, I thought you were going to say that in your email you said, oh, by the way, please bring your insurance deck page to the the parents meeting Friday night. Yeah. (laughs) That would have been hilarious. Anyway, no. What I've got to do is based on everything you just said, is to have Bradley figure out a way to get this podcast out to every Little League parent in the United States of America. Know, right? Because what you just did was crack the code. You, you, yeah. you cracked the code on how to get young men and women in Little League sports to put forth max effort, first of all. And second of all, you know, as you're, as you're building that, you're building relationships too. Right. And that's what it was about. So, you know, I didn't ask one time to quote their insurance. It was purely relationships. We had one practice where we sat out in the outfield for an hour and a half and talked life. I asked every kid, what was the highlight of your day? What could have been better? What are you struggling with at home? Mm-hmm. What, how can I help you off the baseball field? Investing in these kids and these kids mm-hmm. would go home and I'd get texts and emails from parents just thanking me for taking the time and investing in their kid. Honestly, the reason I did what I did was to invest in boys in my community. Right. But you know, the whole, you know, field of dreams, if you build it, they will come. Right. My $1,300 investment, honestly, guys, without asking one time to sell anything, generated $11,863 in first year commissions by the end of the baseball season. Right. That's awesome. You know, Scott Tyndall came in here yesterday. You don't know Scott. He's an entrepreneur from Mobile down here. But he kind of told a similar story in a way. He was talking about a volleyball team asking for a donation of like $500. And he said, what I try to do is, you know, they're asking for money to solve a problem, right? And he said, what I'm trying to do is find a solution. So what he did, instead of just giving $500, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Dick's and I'm going to get $50 gift cards. He said, you know, I don't have to give them out. Coach can give them out, but I want to give each individual girl that $50 gift card from me to help build that relationship. And it's just a way to, it's not quite as in depth as where you went, but it's just a different way for an insurance agent to just give $250 to a sports team. Yeah. Which I am the world's worst. Just here, here's a check. And I'll tell you something else Scott did that we didn't talk about yesterday. And he may not even know that I know this, but Scott was the executive director of the the fairgrounds here in Mobile for a few years between building two companies, and uh, they would hold concerts there. Uh-huh. And the cleaning crew to clean the concerts, uh, to clean up after the concerts, the trash and stuff would charge ten grand. Mm. That's an arbitrary number, but so, somewhere around that you mm. know that that range, ten grand. This particular concert, they were only making twelve. Oh wow! And he tells the trash company, he said, you know, hey. Can we negotiate this a little bit? Because I'm only going to make two thousand right. plus after we pay the employees. You know, the trash company wouldn't budge, so he fired him. And the trash company was like, "You're not going to find somebody to clean up." I mean, it's like a ten acre field. I right. mean, you're not going to find somebody to clean this up, and it'd be the next day be spotless. And he reached out to the high school football coach and said, "How many guys can you bring down here to clean the trash up after this concert?" I think he said we'll give them. They got to go to the concert, I think, and then he donated five thousand dollars to the school. That's awesome. So right. he saved five thousand dollars, made five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, mm-hmm. donated five thousand dollars to the school, and they're like, 
wait, what, what, what? You're going to donate $5,000? Hell yeah, we'll bring, you know what right, I mean? Right. And so that, exactly. I, thought, I thought that was an interesting, and that, you could have told me that story and I've been like, that was Scott Tyndall that did that right, without right. telling me because that's just, he's going to have a different way of thinking about things. And, and I and love Bra- what Brandon, Brandon did. Same yeah, way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Scott and Brandon both have that mindset of he's able to take two independent things and meld them together. Yeah. And I think Brandon has that as well. Brandon, we're talking in front of you right now. I'm sorry. So, it's all right. So finish your story. I don't. I didn't mean for us to get off on a tangent. So you end up writing over eleven thousand dollars in business based off of your one thousand something dollar investment, and on top of that, you're building these relationships not only with the parents, but also building real relationships with these kids that are on your team as well. Absolutely, and umpires coaches of other teams right like we were the fun team right laughing joking high energy but i'd put cards in the mail to the umpire to the coach from the other team just thanking them for being great and right and for the boys what was really great is as i started you know essentially paying them with gift cards for working hard and hustling Mm -hmm. they worked so hard at improving i bet we started off this season one and three Mm -hmm. and then won 16 straight Wow. wow Wow, that's unbelievable. And so just the buy-in from these boys and their family, and yeah, it was a, about... That's such a cool story you'll tell the rest of your made, career. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it was awesome. So Let's translate that now. I mean, obviously, if you know how to crack the code on Little League Baseball, tell our agency force that's listening to this right now, translate that over to employees. Do you do something similar for your employees to help with retention and overall culture in your agency? Yeah, our, our office culture is very, I mean, really what you guys see from me on social media is that that's who we are. We are very carefree, laid back in terms of like office culture. We have you know, zero vacation time, zero sick days, you know, pay time off. It's just do your job. Like if we hired you, right. um, we trust you. We're not going to micromanage you. Come right. and go as you please. Take care of our clients. Protect all E&O exposure. Um, but enjoy life. We have, I think it's been 12, 13 years since we've had anybody leave working for us. Mm-hmm. We have 18 employees. And the last one that left was due to retiring mm-hmm. and so we just you know office culture is, is very fun laid back um in, in march you know i'm a huge college basketball fan mm-hmm. the third thursday friday of march we're closed but it's ex- you're expected to be in the office because right. we have lunch catered we got two or three tvs we have, we have a man cave in our office with couches and it's the the idea of those two or three days is just hang out watch college basketball all day and grab your laptop and get caught up on emails if you need to Wow. And it's, you know, people look forward to that day. You know, they mark it on their calendar. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not scheduling appointments these days. It's inner office relationships is the focus those days. And back to the the Little League, you know, my guess is, Brandon, you said you closed $11,000 in commission from that? Correct. Uh, Our office did. Office did. Right, right. So my guess is, let's say you didn't close that $11,000 in commission. Let's say you closed nothing. Yep. You would still be talking about it right still here. Still did the right thing. Because it was the right Absolutely. thing to do. And and that's that's the point I want to – because somebody listening to this is going <laughs> to try to do that for the intention of nothing but to write insurance. Right, right. And Don't do it. that's not the reason because, A, A it's just not the right thing to do. Right. B, people right. are going to see right through that. Yeah. And it's and it, it's not about Little League. You know, I'd say to the listeners right now, it's swim team, gymnastics, ballet, uh-huh. band, choir. 
like looking for those opportunities to leverage relationships. Mm-hmm. If you're at your band, your daughter's violin recital and you're leaving and you see a 12 year old boy holding the door for a group of people walking out and you know who he is and his family from school, send him a card. Right. Yeah. Say, Johnny, so impressed. Saw you holding the door yesterday for a group of people. You're such a gentleman. Our community is so honored to have boys like you. Right. In Huntsville, Alabama. The, like, the intent wow the parents it's the intent that's that's the difference exactly. is the intent is to make an impact in these kids life good things will come from that even if it's not insurance right, right. absolutely you know if you do the right thing and care about people you'll be taken care of mm-hmm. it, it just I'm, I, I'm, gonna t- reciprocity. I, I'm gonna tell you something else my son is 12 years old he plays travel baseball he's been to Auburn baseball camp this summer he's at a baseball camp today my son is one of those kids that responds much better to the way that Brandon, the things that Brandon just talked about. He responds a thousand percent better to that than he does me getting in my drill instructor voice and screaming and yelling at him. He just shuts down when I do that, which gladly is not very often. But I've noticed that he responds much, much better to the carrot than he does the stick. I'm 47 years old, and a lot of these agents that are listening right now are are probably around my age somewhere, front or back. But my dad wasn't that way. He was the scream and yell and all that stuff. And we played for a lot of high school coaches that were scream and yell at you and grab you by the face mask and drag you off the field and all this other stuff. And I've just noticed that kids today in travel baseball seem to respond much better to the carrot than they do the stick. They do. You know, and I know the purpose of this isn't use sports. But when you do get frustrated and raise your voice, they know you're serious because you're not doing 24-7. That's right. That's right. It's not something that's going on all the time. That's right. I could sit here and talk to you all day long. And, I, you know, we're up against the time break right now. We've both got another – I think we've got one more podcast to do this afternoon. I 1,000% want to have you back on the show because I've got so many other things that I want to talk to you about as well outside of, of what we discussed today. But I just want to tell you again how much we appreciate you having on today. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I need to spend more time with you, and I want to get to know you. I mean, I literally met you at Elevate for for maybe one minute, if that. And I would love to spend more time with you and get to know you on more of a personal level because – Number one, I know you're a good dude. And number two, I think, you know, I could I could learn a lot from you. You're a thought leader in the industry and you've done well. And every time I hear you talk, you you are one of those people that I listen to and I go, damn, that's good. I wow. well, how, how did he, where, where did he come up with that? You're very creative. You're very uh, outside the box, obviously, from what the stories that you just told just, just a few minutes ago. So Well, thank you. I'm humbled and honored and surrounded by... A lot of great people. Thank you. That means a lot. Well, I appreciate you being on here. I'm going to close this thing out. Guys, listen to me. Whether you're dealing with employees, Little League kids, parents of Little League kids, whatever you're going with in terms of of your community involvement, try to think out of the box and use the podcast that you heard today to help you be more creative in the agencies that, that you have And I know for a 100% fact that every single insurance agent listening to this right now gets inundated with, you know, the local five high schools around them wanting them to give money and take out ads. Get creative with that stuff and let it be an opportunity for you to build relationships in that community in ways that aren't just the traditional, here's your $500 check. Do it. Rewards come from action, not discussion. And as I say every week, 
Get your ass out from behind that desk. Go out into the big bad world. Build relationships with people. Love people up. Make money for your family, for your kids, for your wife, for your husband, for your parents that are struggling today. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you, love you too, buddy. Thanks, Brandon. Guys, thank you for listening. We love all of our audience, and thank you for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. We'll be back real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of The Insurance Guys. Take care.